<laughs> we have a chosh of a guest here today. Okay, let's begin. Today's bad is dedicated La Tzlacha for Sophia Carol Bat Adel. And the Zichut and Limud Torah and the Zichut and the Tzedakah. She should be matzleach b'chol ma'asei adeya. Amen. Okay, so we started yesterday the fourth mikhtav of Or Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Okay? And he spoke about if we want to be able to work on our midot, if we want to be able to work on our character traits and stuff like that, it's important that we study the way the world runs. And we see the business world, and we see how the business world instinctively understands the weakness of man, and how they play on it in order to succeed in business, it gives us an insight into the human being. Right? So basically it's teaching us a big Yisoyed in Avodah Hashem, that when we learn uh, Musa, it's very abstract. So in order to, to bring it home, we first have to see how the it's Midas work in the world, and then we can identify with it, and then we can start taking it home. So I, I decided today to go through a beautiful piece of the altar from Kelm on this week's parasha that brings out this unbelievable point very well. It's a long piece. We'll take whatever we can do to this morning, okay? So he says, talks about the Sipur, about the story of Shechem, that he wanted to get Dina, right? So why did the Torah say this story? What was the point of the story? So he says, Lir'ot <laughs> How powerful desire has an influence on a human being. He had a private uh, chuka for Dina. He wanted her badly. And because of that, he got his entire kingdom to do bris milah. Right? He put everybody in danger. That means the power of desire is so strong that it overcomes every challenge. It pushes you through all the obstacles in life. Beshir kazeh. You're saying in life we have a lot, a lot of obstacles in Havayidus Hashem, a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges. So what's going to be the driving force that's going to help us overcome challenges? We have to learn from Shechem. Shechem, in the Tuma world, in the Taiva world, his Cheshe gave him the strength and the drive and the ability to do whatever it takes, and the creativity to manipulate the people, to convince the people, do whatever it takes, in order to get people to do what he wanted to do. What was the driving force behind that? What gave him the confidence? What gave him the strength? Right? That was all the taiva. So we have to learn from that the power of ratzon, of will, and channel that into avoid the sashem. And that's how we'll be able to overcome challenges. Okay? So that's a, a fascinating story that he's saying here. We spoke about the other day that we have a lot of kochot hanefesh. Even koiches hanefesh from our animalistic koiches hanefesh. Like a koich of uh, chuka. But our job is to elevate it. Not to uproot it. To elevate it. 
So when we see in the world how it's used and how powerful it is, it gives us an idea of what our power in Avodah Hashem is. So when people say, so hard, it's so difficult, I can't do it, whatever, that means that you're lacking in uh, unleashing your inner power that you're born with. You have it. You're just not leashing it into the right direction. That's what he said. Also see that when you use the power of desire for the wrong things, not only do you lose your next world, what it does is that it ruins your thinking. It makes you have negias. You don't see all the pitfalls. And ultimately, you run yourself to the grave. And he gives a story that happened to a guy came to him and wanted to do a business deal. This is the author saying, a guy came to him and wanted to do a business deal. And he went through all the back and forth with him. And he told him that there's a lot of uh, problems with this deal. I don't think it's going to work. But he didn't want to accept my opinion because he saw the profits that he could make or that he was told that he could make. So he was smelling the ah, the, the revach. So he couldn't see straight. And he went and he put in money, investment, work. He went wild with the thing. And then he saw that I was right. Right? So he says, the Rotsen Bahami, lo lo yoil aval mazikoi oid. meshachet oisono. And he says, we learned this from Shechem too. Ki lo lahavin, lama rotsim shiyakulam nimolim. Mod nezach. Why they want the whole place to become nimul? If you say that she's a Jewish girl and she has to be married to a guy with a breast, okay. So you and your family, the whole the whole country, right? He accepted it without realizing there's a plan. This is an unbelievable thing because. Yaakov Avinu's kids told him something that if you use your brains for five minutes, you realize there's something going on here. And they were so confident that they'll get away with it. Why were they so confident they'll get away with it? Because when they saw the desire is burning, they realized the seichel of the Adam is not so good. So it was pasha to them that they could pull this thing off. Right? That's what he says. And therefore, if we channel this koach of chuka for good things, nothing will stand in our way, and we'll be able to achieve tremendously. She yilmoid odom ba'oyser rasha. You shall learn from this rasha. Lahaskil b'tzad hatov. That's what he says. Then he goes further. The chain be'esav harasha. Another fascinating limud from Esav. 
He says, first of all, he talks about Esav's greatness. Esav wasn't a small guy. He was a great person. Right? Right? He says, Esav was the Markevis HaTumo. And he goes and he explains how Yaakov Avinu was so afraid of him because he was Mekayim, the Mitzvah Yishev Eretz Yisrael, and he was Mekayim, the Mitzvah of Kivit Ava'im. So he says, if it wasn't a real doing of a Mitzvah, there's nothing to be afraid of. So that means he did it right. He really did the Mitzvah right. So he was, he had a certain godless to him, and a certain greatness to him, and therefore Yaakov was afraid of him. He had schusim, he had real schusim. If it was not real mitzvahs, they're not real schusim, right? As he explains. If you do things without feeling, just like mikra ba'alma, it's not considered a ma'alma. To see Esav's unbelievable godless. Okay? Now, so Esav had chokma, he had godless, he grew up in the base office. He wasn't a small guy, okay? And he understood the value of spirituality too. And therefore he was extremely angry at Yaakov Avinu that he stole the Bidachot, he stole the Bechayra. You know, he understood the value of these things. At the time he was in uh, Taiva mode, so he didn't think straight. But when, when he, but after he landed from his Taiva, he was burning, right? He lost his whole Nitzchis. Now, and for many, many years, he was plotting and planning to kill Yaakov. All of a sudden, he says, look at this. How a little bit of shochat could blind the eyes of a smart man in something that was so dear to him and important to him. He hired 400 soldiers to do this. This was a well-planned attack. A well-planned attack. He understood that Yaakov Avinu was no small fry either. And he understood that the Shvatim were pretty powerful. And he hired an army and he had a strategy. Right? He has, and, and so according to some Chazal, it was 400 Generals. Forget about how many soldiers there were. Not 400 soldiers, 400 generals. Each general had X amount of soldiers underneath him. Ve'im koze matana kala, a small gift. And for a few dollars, he just all of a sudden forgets everything. Hayesh kalut hadad yoter mizeh. He says, "The whole day I was chemdus hamomen. He had chemdus hamomen, right? So you see how powerful chemdus hamomen is that it could just switch a guy in two seconds, 
But he looked He found a medrash that says this. It says, Amad daron. He sent him a gift. to blind his eyes. Shenema ki Edom is known for their chokhmo. Shenema va'avati chokhomim me'edom otfuna mahar eisav ad kan loshen hamedrash. Haremavur gedula as chokhmo of eisav. Eisav is edom. He's a chacham, not a small guy. V'nishmu enei hachokhmo, and he was blinded. His chokhmo was blinded. V'shvilchem de zamom and matona kala. Unbelievable. So he says. Now we have to be so happy that we have the Chokhmat HaTorah. Atshmat Varm Hanirim Pshutim Yeshlan Libudim Muskalim Mechakim Chokhmas Anoshim Yoyse Gedolim Kemoy Lovim Ve'esim Ve'shneihem Golu Ervosim B'Shvilchem Desa Momen. He says the Torah tells us these stories, all these stories to show us the weakness of man and the power of the Yitzhahara to make people act in a foolish way. And to show us how powerful the Kayach of Chuka is to bring out to fruition what we want. And he goes on and on with this. And he brings many, many points about this in this parasha over here. So this, this is really what, the, what Rabbi Saul is saying. Because we are man just like everybody else. Right? And we don't realize our weakness, how small we are, how easily we're flattered. For things that we want. Every business, they get us to spend all kinds of money. Money is a hard thing to come by. People work hard for it. And they spend all kinds of money on foolish things. How'd they get them to do that? So with a little bit of chanifus, with a little bit of flattery, a little bit of showing them that, you know, making them think that by wearing such and such a suit or driving such and such a car, you get honor from it. A man's already willing to part with his hard-earned money for something that's really a fake thing. So that's what Rabbi Sosalanta says. The first step of working on yourself is to first study the business world. That's a chiddush. He says, even though, he says, basically we have taiva. Okay? Every person has taiva. That's the way we are. We're built with desire. Desire by itself is not a bad thing. Like we said, first of all, it's needed for certain things in life. And second of all, like the altar says, we could channel desire towards Avodah Hashem to overcome challenges in Avodah Hashem. That's a very important uh, point that we need to have. It's a very important tool. Taiva is a very important tool. But it's a tool. It's not an end. It's not an end. It's a means to something else. Right? Let's say, uh, for example, let's say a person has Taiva Sachilo, Right? Taiva Sachila. Now is not the reason why you're supposed to eat. So you should feel the pleasure of food. However, the Taiva of Achila is a tool in order to be able to eat for the right reason. So for example, let's use a Shon Bias example, okay? So let's say a guy, he wants to be able to thank his wife for all her unbelievable uh, work she does in the house, right? So if he's going to come in and just say thank you in a very dry way, it's not going to go anywhere, right? He wants to say it with feeling. He wants to say it with like a schmack. He wants to say it with a, you know. So what does he do? 
He calls his wife in the morning one day, like 11 o'clock in the morning, he says, you know what, I was thinking I'm in the mood of your steak. You make unbelievable steak, you know. Okay, no problem, I'll make it for you for supper. He comes home at night, he's good and hungry, he eats that steak, and now he thanks her with emotion and with feeling. So you see now he's using emotion, he's using feeling, he's using the taivas achila to open up the emotions and the feeling, but the purpose of why he ate the steak wasn't to fill his stomach up. The purpose why he ate the steak was for a higher purpose. So he channeled his, used his kalim of taiva to do something bigger. Now, of course, if a guy's eating the steak for taiva sachilu, that's his purpose, then maybe he'll eat tons, unnecessary amounts of the steak. If he's doing it just to be able to thank his wife, he doesn't have to eat like a, like a chazer. You understand? He can eat like a normal person because he's just using it to, to, for a higher purpose. Right? If we're eating to thank Hashem, eating to have call for learning, you have to use this, this tool called taiva. Otherwise you can't do the mitzvahs because mitzvahs has to be done with feeling, with cheshek, with ratzon. Ritzonenu la'asodetzonecha. You have to have the body. The body has to be involved. Avoidus Hashem is not a spiritual concept. It goes down to the ground. It has to be lived in the world. Right? So if a person wouldn't have these Chukas and chemdas, then he doesn't have the kalim for avoida. But the kalim. Kalim means it's a tool for something else. It serves a higher purpose. Right? So now, but if you allow the taiva itself to become the purpose, that's when you drive yourself to the grave. He has a hundred dollars, he wants two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, he wants four hundred dollars. It's a never-ending pursuit. And not only does he not get richer, he gets poorer as he goes. Because he used to be missing a hundred dollars. Now he's missing two hundred dollars, then he's missing four hundred dollars, then he's missing a million dollars, then ten million dollars. By the time he dies, he's a pauper. Right? So the difference, if you're going to use the chemda as a, as a thing in itself, that's when you're going to destroy your life. And you're going to do foolish things. If you use the chemda. And people could manipulate you with your chemda. That's what happened with Esau. Yaakov Avinu understood. Esau's coming at him with 400 men. Or 400 generals. Right? He's in a dangerous situation. Vayira Yaakov Moed is in a dangerous situation. And Yaakov Avinu did his shtadlus. The Altavakim talks about that. That he didn't depend on a miracle. He did his shtadlut. His shtadlut has to make sense. Okay? So you have... Hamas coming at you, and he's doing hishtadlut. Hishtadlut, he sends him a gift. That's hishtadlut? That's a joke. How's that gonna work? How's that gonna happen? That's why, uh, the Alta from Kelm says that, api derech hateva, Esav's hatred, sin of Yaakov is so strong, that if, if Yaakov Avinu would depend on Hashem to make him feel mercy on him, when he sees his family and his kids, that's depending on a miracle that's bigger than splitting the sea. Because that's the altus kasha. The altus says, Yaakov Avinu ki b'makli avarti He split the sea. Two seconds. He had to travel, he split the sea. For Yaakov Avinu, that's not called a miracle. The, the world of Teva is in, in the back of his palms. No problem. So if he does miracles like that, so was he so scared? It's his brother. He sees his wife and kids. Maybe he'll have some mercy in his heart. 
Why is that a miracle? He says, because Esau's sin and Achzorius and Ra is so in his midas that to change his midot, to be so on a miracle that Hashem will change his midas is a bigger miracle than splitting the sea. That's what the Alpha says. So you have over here the source of all evil, Achzorius, sinner, Chacham also, on top of that. What was Yaakov thinking? Send him a couple of dollars. So the altar is saying because he knew the nature of man. He knew the nature of man. The nature of man is with a little chanifus and a little chemdus amomen, he got him. He got him in the back of his palm. And that's the business world. That's the business world. And, that, and Rabbi Shalom Salanta says you have to study that. Because you're just as weak as everybody else. There's no difference between you and everybody else in the world. Now you get to know yourself. The weakness of man, over a few dollars, he can sell himself down the river. So it's a pillar of a, of, of, a, of a thing. You understand? And the same thing he says, you have to learn what the power of cheshek is. So the live uh, application, that's a very big thing in Avodah Hashem. Because whenever we learn Musa, the concepts are very abstract. They're not, we don't have a clear tziyud. Of how it looks in the real world. So we need to see, that's the purpose of stories. Ramban says, in the beginning of, of Bereshus, in Hagdomit Bereshus, he says, how we kone emuna. So you would think you kone emuna with uh, learning dastunis, barals, der Hashem, you know, deep things. So Ramban says, no, you get emuna from reading stories. That's why the Torah, when it wants to teach us emuna, it tells us stories. So you see that you learn emuna from stories, midas from stories. Why? What's so powerful about a story? Because a story shows you in a down-to-earth way how it's lived. How it's lived. And then you can identify with it. Otherwise, it's too abstract. You don't change from that. It has to be down-to-earth. Down-to-earth, you see how it's lived. But you have to learn the story that it's not just those guys. That's the way humans are. It's not just those guys. You know, like Lamosha, you learned the Megillah, right? So it said like Haman, right? Achashverosh, he has 127 Medinas. He's the king of the world, or half of the world, whatever it is, right? Powerful king. So now he calls in, in, in Haman, and he says to him, um, what should I do for a guy who the king wishes to honor, right? Now, He's thinking in his mind. There can't be anybody more qualified than me. That means he was borrowed. He didn't even have a tzad that it could be another person. Because if it's somebody else, and he's going to go give his whole fantasy of riding on the king's horse, he's going to die from jealousy, right? So he has to be 100% barur that it's him. Which kind of baldimian is that? There's 127 Medinas, there's generals, there's, there's leaders, there's mayors, there's governors, there's... The guy has avodim coming out of his ears. Nobody? Not one guy? Maybe one guy? No. His gaiva was so strong that he pushed was convinced in his mind that the only guy that's worthy of honor is himself. So we laugh at him. You got Abaldimian. Baldimian. But we can't laugh at him. We have to see that that's the human nature. 
And it could come out in different ways too. If let's say there's a uh, position in the uh, community to be a rabbi. Okay? So the guy's thinking, who's more qualified than me, you know? Same thing as Haman. And then when the other guy gets it, he's upset. What did they give him? Uh, must be his uh, father-in-law has money, so he paid in the position. And all these things start to go crazy. Why? Because who's more worthy than me? I'm just, I'm the most worthy guy. Right? So we have to learn from stories the weakness of human being. And how the Yetzirah plays into his mind. We have to do that. Otherwise, we can't just work with frumkite. Right? That's Rabbi Salat. He says, you think your Shemayim is going to keep your taiva in check? Your Yerushalayim won't do the trick. Why won't your Yerushalayim do the trick? Because your midas are me'aver ene hachamim. So you're going to see things in a distorted way. And when you see things in a distorted way, it changes what truth is. And he says, you're going to have a sheretz that the Torah says is tameh, and you're going to say it's tahor. So you can't work straight with Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is not enough to do the trick. So what do you have to do? You have to learn the world. You have to study the world. You have to study the stories in the Torah. You have to study life. And you see how people that were way smarter than you, way smarter than you, way bigger than you, fell like that. Aha. So now I have to be careful. That's Rabbi Shalom Salam Okay, we'll stop here for today.